Welcome to another episode of Triggered. I think given everything we've seen this week, uh, this one's really fitting. We've seen basically an entire narrative reversal uh, of everything that we've been told about January 6th, simply because, well, candidly because, Speaker McCarthy had the balls to let the video out. He gave it to Tucker Carlson, who had people go through it, and in a matter of days, found some pretty game-changing narrative. Uh, it's, it's actually almost amazing. It's hard to believe that the other side got away with it for so long. The other side literally added sounds, uh, like breaking glass and, you know, riot noise that didn't actually happen in the video that they showed Congress to try to drive home this narrative and vilify patriotic Americans. Uh, they seemingly lied about the timing uh, of people who they claimed had died at the hands of protesters uh, that would fly in the face of all of that. They seem to be totally fine with people like Ray Epps lying to them about his whereabouts based on the video evidence. Why is it that certain people that seem like they were at least major instigators in all of this seem to be the people that go free, right? Just like, why is it that we don't hear anything? Doesn't even seem like they're making an effort to find the people that left bombs. Remember, we were told about the pipe bombs outside the DNC and the RNC. I'm sure they don't care about the RNC, but you know, because it's the Democrats, I figured they'd be looking at the DNC and yet, Nothing. Like, literally nothing. Not a, not a peep. It's almost like, hey, they got what they wanted out of the rest of January 6th. That was like the backup plan. Like, if, if there's nothing that they can turn into the insurrection, you know, then they'll talk about the bomber uh, over at, uh, you know, the DNC and the RNC. But, hmm, I guess they got what they wanted from the insurrection, right? They added a lot of video to make it sexy, media, big tech, everyone ran with it blind. Therefore, that must have actually been what happened, even though it doesn't appear that way now. So honestly, say what you guys want, but I gotta give props to Kevin McCarthy for starting to release this stuff. And eventually I wanna see all of it for everyone, but like that we're getting this out is a big deal. So tonight's show is gonna be really interesting for that. Uh, we have Mickey. Mickey is Ashley Babbitt's mother. Okay. Ashley Babbitt, the Air Force vet, patriotic American, gunned down in cold blood, unarmed, in what I call the least investigated police shooting in the history of police shootings anywhere. Not just in the United States, but literally anywhere. Magically, it disappears. There's no talk about the officer who did this um, having like gun violations and mishandling violations on his record. No, no, he's the, you know, he's like a SEAL Team commando, not like a careless schmuck uh, who, if you look at the video, which we will, uh, would spell a very different story. But no, he was made into a hero, uh, not a murderer. So we'll talk to Ashley Babbitt's mother. We'll talk to Joseph McBride, uh, an attorney who I've gotten to know uh, over the last few months uh, who's representing numerous January 6th defendants. And we'll talk about the living conditions that they face that would seem to be like a violation of like the Geneva Convention if they were terrorists. But 
I guess it's okay if you're in a DC jail and the judges are partisan bureaucrats who are gonna do whatever the media and the Democrats tell them. I mean, it seems like everything's a show trial. So we'll hear about exactly that experience. The living conditions, uh, the impossibility of getting a fair and just trial in the United States of America in the year 2023. And we'll talk to Julie Kelly, one of the only reporters, if not perhaps the only reporter, who's called like BS since moment number one uh, on all of these things. So there's a lot to sort of uh, break down here. Uh, you know, it's something I've been pretty vocal about for quite some time. Uh, it just felt wrong. But for me, it's easier to notice these things. Now, I guess after the last two, three years, we should all probably be much more skeptical of literally anything that we're told, right? I mean, the conspiracy theorists are batting a thousand, uh, the educated people and the experts are batting about zero, or maybe they're batting a thousand too in the sense that they lie to you, they get what they want, they get the win, and then two years later when it comes out, we say, see, I told you so, rather than actually doing anything about it, we just, you know, we try to dunk on them on social, and I'm guilty of that myself, uh, but, it's not entirely accurate. So what's really interesting is that, you know, Fox News broke the news about these videos because they did it on Tucker Carlson, probably, you know, their most popular show. But it felt like everyone else in the media, including other people on that network, just ignored it. Um, that felt really weird. You'd think that after two years, if we were lied, especially given the sides and the political leanings of the people that were lied about and vilified and imprisoned, in my opinion, falsely. Uh, certainly for the vast majority of those people who were nonviolent offenders, that didn't seem to matter. But maybe it's because the truth hurts, you know, that maybe the establishment wanted to see this happen because it's a way to hurt Trump and his supporters and uh, another attempt to try to kill that movement where they, okay, they can be kind of conservative, but not really, you know? We really want to be for the American working class, but not so much that we actually do something about China. Um, so they want to ignore the story, but it tells the truth about what happened two years ago. Uh, and perhaps because it is the truth, that's why other hacks like Mitch McConnell and Mitt Romney are also so upset. Uh, why don't you watch this clip from Mitch McConnell and we'll talk about it. It was a mistake in my view for Fox News to depict this in a way that's completely at variance with what our chief law enforcement official here at the Capitol thinks. Oh wait, so you're telling me, okay, let's not forget, the Capitol Police report to the Speaker of the House they're not like another law enforcement agency. It's different. So they report directly at that time to Nancy Pelosi. So Mitch McConnell, the lead Republican in the Senate, wants you to believe the report that the leader of a partisan police agency, in my opinion, that reported directly to Nancy Pelosi. You're to believe that, not the video. You're to believe the report that seems to be totally refuted by the video. That's what happened, not what you're seeing with your eyes. Don't believe your lying eyes, folks. Hmm, what else does that sound like? I mean, honestly, with Republicans like 
Mitch McConnell, who needs Democrats? They're literally doing the bidding of the other side. They want to continue to vilify so many Americans who've been wronged by this absolute farce. And when someone does it, they attack Tucker Carlson for showing the truth. Maybe that's why we haven't seen the video for two years. Because there's so few Republicans that have the guts to actually show the American public. They say, you know what? Trump's a threat to the establishment and the way we do things. We want guys like that out there. We want Republicans in charge who answer to us, who are beholden to the billionaire class and the establishment. I mean, can you believe this stuff? I mean, it's insane. No, no, no. Believe the report. You mean the report that was like run on CNN? Just like believe what they told you about COVID and believe what they told you about Russia, Russia, Russia. Believe everything they tell you, folks. Do not believe what probably makes sense. <laughs> Do not believe what you see with your own eyes. Do not believe the science. Honestly, it's a fucking disgrace that we have Republicans like this representing us. It's ridiculous. And I know someone's gonna criticize me because Mitch McConnell fell down over the weekend or you know, yesterday or whatever it is. He'll be fine. He'll be back to doing a shitty job for Republicans soon. We feel terrible for him. We don't wish that on anyone, but give me a break, okay? This is what your ruling class thinks of you. They would rather go with Nancy Pelosi's talking points than what you see on video. And if there's even a discrepancy, let's make it really bad for those people. Let's hold them in jail without due process, like a terrorist. Frankly, these are the same people pushing to release the 9-11 bombers and those actual terrorists probably more aggressively than they would good American people who perhaps got themselves in a bad situation or were taking selfies and lied about. Like Officer Brian Sitnik, who was apparently murdered, but the video that Tucker shows us doesn't seem like that. He actually seemed really calm. Uh, watch what Mitt Romney has to say. It's really sad to see Tucker Carlson uh, go off the rails that bad. Uh, the American people saw what happened on January 6th. Oh, really? So Tucker went off the rails by showing you video footage that flies in the face of what these liars have told us for years. Honestly, I mean, it doesn't take the last six years for people to be skeptical of your political ruling class or politicians in general. But now Tucker's going off the rails. So what exactly about Tucker's story went off the rails? Tucker broke footage of Jason Chasley, who was, you know, the QAnon shaman, the guy, you know, in the... <laughs> the Viking helmet, right? You know, he was supposedly taking over our government without weapons. It's amazing, folks, right? If that guy could take over the government, we should stop worrying about China now because it would take him about a millisecond to do so. But the footage actually shows that the QAnon shaman was being escorted around by Capitol Police. Here's CNN explaining how the nonviolent Chansley deserves the same time as someone who punched a cop in the face. Watch for yourself. This is CNN Breaking News. We do have breaking news into CNN. One of the key figures in the Capitol insurrection, the so-called QAnon shaman, has been sentenced now in federal court. Let's get back over to CNN's Whitney Wilde, who's been tracking all of this. She's outside the courtroom in Washington. Whitney, what are you hearing from the judge? 
the judge has now sentenced Jacob Chansley, also known as the QAnon shaman, to 41 months in prison with 36 months of supervised release. This is a remarkable case for a list of reasons. He was the most notable figure throughout this insurrection. He's the man who was walking through the Senate chambers with a bullhorn, with face paint, with fur. He is not convicted of a violent crime. So this is why this, this 41 months in prison is so significant. Kate, the Department of Justice had asked for 51 months in prison, the judge obviously giving slightly less than that, but it is about comparable to what he, or exactly, rather exactly comparable to what he gave another man who was sentenced last week in his very same courtroom uh, for a violent crime, for punching a police officer. So here we have these two crimes, one person affecting this insurrection by their leadership and by their actions and by their words, and another person affecting it by an act of violence. And in the judge's eyes, Judge Royce Lamberth, those two things are the same. Those two things are the same. No, they're not. Unless you're a partisan hack, which, of course, probably every judge in Washington, D.C. is. 41 months, folks, just so we understand, that's like three and a half years for a nonviolent offense. It looks on the video that I saw like he's been escorted around. Why? He gets worse because he put on some face paint and a Viking helmet? Are you, like, seriously? Like, that's how bad a clown show this is, right? Some have gone as far to say that the QAnon shamans deserve to be shot for what? I don't know. What exactly did he do? It doesn't seem like a lot for three and a half years. Now, if you're an actual violent offender, sure, you deserve to be punished. We understand that. But what happened to, like, the violent offenders from the summer of love? We had 18 months of civil unrest in this country with looting, murder, arson, mayhem. City blocks were taken over. Government buildings were taken over. I was told that that was an insurrection. But apparently, if you're doing it in the name of social justice, we're not sure why, just like stealing Gucci shoes from a Gucci store, in the social justice, it's different. Just like if you're gathering, protesting for Antifa, it wasn't a super spreader event. But if you went to a Trump rally, it was, folks. This is the hypocrisy that we're dealing with. So, as Tucker's reporting found, he went on a guided tour. That's what he's getting 41 months for? Like, 41 months. Watch, here's Tucker's clip. Tape, the tape show that Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his allies. Video shows him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate. Watch. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for Contrast the re What an injustice that this guy served any time, let alone 40 months. What an injustice that he's still in prison. His lawyer is telling people that he didn't even get access to the footage. So again, props to Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, for now making the video footage available to the attorneys of these people. But think of how many people couldn't afford great attorneys. And even if they could, weren't given access to exculpatory evidence. 
Think about what a show trial this has been. Like, this should make Mao blush. Stalin would be embarrassed with the way that these people have been treated. These convictions should all be thrown out because this isn't the way our legal system functions in the United States of America unless we're that broken, which honestly, if you watch this stuff and you see what's going on and you wonder how it took two years plus for this stuff to get out, it's absolutely disgusting. Not only should the DOJ be ashamed of themselves, but so should the press who were more than happy to run with the DNC talking points. Now, we should be used to that, okay? But if there's an institution that's more broken than the mainstream media in America, I'd like to see it, because it probably doesn't exist, okay? And that's including Congress. Look at former CNN anchor Chris Cuomo saying, there's absolutely no color of authority that allowed these people in the building. I don't think the guy has much chance of escaping any culpability. Yeah. Um, there is absolutely no color of authority that was invested in those people to allow him into the building. He may have thought there was. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> but that doesn't mean there was. Yeah. Um, well, really? I'm pretty sure I've watched video in the last few days of officers guiding him around like he's on a tour. We're going to pretend this guy's a violent offender? That this guy was going to overthrow the government? That this guy was the leader of an unarmed insurrection? Give me a break, folks. Give me a break. It's disgusting. And the fake news politicized the legal system, took advantage of being in a partisan area to drive and bring forth a narrative of everything they've ever wanted, crapping on patriotic Americans everywhere. A man is in prison for no good reason. But again, folks, it gets worse than that. And then we'll hear about that very shortly when we interview Ashley Babbitt's mother again. The only person shot by the police on this day, murdered, in my opinion, in cold blood by a guy with, let's just say, less than stellar gun handling records who was then turned into a hero. We're gonna hear about those living conditions in a second as we go live with Ashley Babbitt's mom, Mickey, as we go live with Joe McBride, attorney for numerous J6 defendants, and Julie Kelly, again, one of the few people in media who had the guts to call BS from moment number one. But before we do that, I gotta thank our sponsors. Again, guys, it takes guts to support a show like this because we go against the grain. We say the things that get most people canceled. But I wanna make sure to take the time to tell you guys about Gold Co. Okay. Gold and silver can protect your retirement savings from inflation and dollar devaluation. You can roll over your 401k and IRA into precious metals. And honestly, guys, if you've been watching the stock market over the last two days, uh, it feels like it's pretty scary, right? From precious metals and IRAs to direct purchases of gold and silver, GoldCo has helped thousands of Americans diversify and protect their retirement savings. We have an obligation to support companies who support us who support people who will actually call out this nonsense because that's how we fight back. Instead of supporting woke companies who hate you, support those who share your values. Go to donjuniorgold.com to learn more. That's D-O-N-J-R gold.com and learn more about it. Again, guys, 
I think I've seen about a thousand points come out of the stock market in two days. The Fed is signaling raising rates even more. It feels like they're going to try to crush small business because this government doesn't care, right? You can hedge against some of that, and certainly gold and silver historically has done that. So go to DonJuniorGold.com. Uh, you can check it out. Listen, learn. They'll take you through everything you need to know. But again, you can do that in other places, but do those with the people who actually share your beliefs. And another great company that does that is Patriot Mobile, okay? Because now more than ever, we got to support companies who support us. And that's why I want to tell you about Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. With Patriot Mobile, you put America first with every call, all while getting the same nationwide coverage as the major carrier. Not only does Patriot Mobile provide you dependable wireless service at an affordable price, they also share your values and they actually support you. Patriot Mobile puts their dollars into actioning, donating a portion of every dollar earned to support groups that fight for the First Amendment, the right to keep and bear arms, the sanctity of life, and protecting our brave police and first responders. So vote with your dollars, folks, and vote to support Patriot Mobile. For free activation, go to patriotmobile.com slash donjr, D-O-N-J-R, patriotmobile.com slash donjr. Again, you're going to have a mobile phone, folks. You can have it with AT&T, Okay? who's been spending the last few months attacking, I guess they threw OAN off most of their stuff. Remember, their parent company owns DirecTV, who's been throwing off conservative programming for months. You can give it to them, and they can continue to take your hard-earned dollars and weaponize it against you, or you can give your money to a company that shares your values. Okay, Again, Patriot Mobile gives back to the causes that we all believe in, if you're watching this show, so you can do that, or you can give it to those who are going to weaponize it against you. Honestly, the choice is very simple to me. So go to patriotmobile.com slash Don Jr. You'll get free activation with that. I've seen them at all the conferences. They're at all the Republican events. These guys are true believers and just good people. Check out Patriot Mobile. Uh, I think you'll love them. So with that, folks, uh, we're going to go to the interview. Ashley Babbitt's mother, Joe McBride, Julie Kelly. Uh, I think we're going to have an awesome conversation uh, and I think it'll be enlightening to a lot of people who are finding out a lot about the farce, uh, the fallacy that we've been told for so long. You're going to love it. Thanks. Guys, welcome to another episode of Triggered. I think you guys are going to like this one. I know my people want to know everything there is to know about the insanity that is January 6th and what's gone on since then. So we have some people that have been leaders in that fight. We got Joe McBride, a lawyer representing, uh, how many of the defendants, Joe? Uh, about six privately, and I'm connected to about 10 other cases. Right. Joe is also one of the lawyers that has actually been given the video footage of everything that went on, the video footage that has been suppressed by the Democrats for two years. And I imagine, Joe, uh, for a reason, meaning if the narrative was as good as they claimed it was on CNN, uh, we'd have seen a lot more of it. That is correct, Don. Only evil operates under the cover of darkness. The truth yeah. will still come to light. Thank you, Speaker McCarthy, for hooking us up. Yeah, listen, I think that was a big deal. It was one of the things. Uh, Kevin McCarthy was like my first actual guest uh, on the podcast. And it was funny. We got to talking so long. But after that, he's like, yeah, I'm actually going to do that. The Democrats were playing games, even letting him, the Speaker of the House, get the video. But you know, behind the scenes, we were talking about it. So... Uh, it's awesome to see him, you know, following through to make sure that the people representing these people, many of whom 
just total nonviolent offenders have been denied due process forever. We also have Julie Kelly, journalist, uh, who's been really the leader attacking this stuff publicly, calling out the insanity, being willing to go against, again, the media narrative. Uh, you've been vilified, you've been put down, probably canceled in many respects. And like so many of those who are willing to go to that edge, I think you've been at least vindicated in the eyes of truth and justice, although probably not within the mainstream media. Well, yeah, well, thank you for having me on. And um, it's interesting, I have not gotten a lot of the backlash that I was expecting, um, because when you deal with facts and you deal with truth, uh, and you're, I think, fighting for the right cause, which not just the Constitution and rule of law, but for innocent lives that are being destroyed, um, you know, it's not, I guess you're not as easy of a target, I yeah. think. So, um, but it wouldn't matter anyway, because uh, I, I feel honored to be doing the work that I'm doing. Well, I mean, you're doing yeoman's work that's, I mean, incredibly important. Then we're going to have Mickey Whitkoff, who's actually Ashley Babbitt's uh, mother. Uh, just a, a, a terrible case. Uh, perhaps the only police-involved shooting that's never even had a seemingly investigation. They came with a rubber stamp conclusion. Uh, a guy with numerous, or at least, you know, that I've read, Gun handling violations it turned into a hero when, you know, someone like me who knows a little bit about it is looking at the video and saying, like, what are you talking about? This is some of the most flagrant, just, just bad, let's call it bad policing, uh, bad firearms handling, totally unnecessary from everything that we've seen. And yet he's been made a hero uh, instead of being prosecuted uh, as any other police officer in America would have been because again because it fit the narrative um so we're gonna have her on in a little bit but you know what what broader question uh, maybe we'll start with joe what do americans need to know about what's going on on the j6 aftermath to these people that maybe they don't even know yet america needs to know that there is a partisan witch hunt that is going on right now that if you are in particular a white christian man or woman who supports Donald Trump or who supports the Republican Party, that you are the target of the FBI and the Department of Justice. Don, this is the first time in the history of our wonderful country that the party who's currently in power is hunting down members of the opposition party for political dissidents. This needs to stop. Power will soon change hands and we are at the precipice of falling into political tribalism if people don't come to their senses now. So talk about, Julie, some of those examples. You've spoken with so many of these people. You've been reporting their stories. I mean, what, what are some of the examples of that so people understand? I mean, there are people that, I mean, I saw them, they're, they're taking selfies. Like, I'm like, right. they're inside the velvet ropes. Right. Like, they're not doing, like, as far as I'm aware, like, some of them probably thought they were just being tourists. And you see the video now of the police. Yeah, sure, come in. Then you hear the people, the police videos talking about it being a setup. Right. Like, you know, they knew. And then you say, well, yeah, my dad did ask, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi, let's have National Guard just in case. Like, let's That's do these right. things. No, no, we don't want that. Like, in what world was this not sort of a pre-planned example? I mean, I, I always talk about you have the bomber, you know, at the RNC and the right. DNC. Like, like, it's like they got what they wanted out of J6. That We're not even going to talk about the bombers anymore. Like, that was almost like if they didn't get what they wanted at the other thing, they had another narrative to go to to make sure that no matter what happened, they got to the end result of what they wanted to vilify this group of Americans. 
Well, it was interesting this week Brett Baer interviewed Christopher Ray, and he was directly asked about the pipe bomb investigation, and Chris Ray tap danced around it. What's interesting to learn about the pipe bomber is not only did it did it prompt the first wave of evacuations, it enabled law enforcement to go to two different communication systems. Now, you know this as a defense attorney. You've heard some of the communications. They played some of it on January 6th. We haven't heard the other channel. So the question is, what was happening on that other channel? Um, But also, uh, he was asked directly about the use of FBI informants, undercover assets, which we know is a fact, uh, and he still won't answer that question. What was interesting this week, Don, is a Rasmussen poll that came out that showed 80% of Americans want all of the um, secret videos released to the public. 61%, including almost a majority of Democrats, think that federal agents were involved in provoking what happened on January 6th. So, as all this evidence is being covered up, and as Joe talked about in a motion this week, DOJ just suddenly came up with this huge trove of discovery evidence, put it on its platform that's been hiding for two years. Um, that continues to raise questions in people's minds. Um, but as, for a as lot it of should. But the media, the mainstream media, is still not covering it. I mean, they took the the DNC talking points, right. just like rubber stamp it. This is fact. Whether it had anything to do with fact or not, that's what they're running with. I mean, how is it that you're one of the few people talking about it? Because, again, mainstream media, they may not like conservatives, they may, but, like, you think that this is a, this is a big story right. uh, if this is going on, the, the origins of it, the cover-up of it. When you're now seeing all the video, where, where were the journalists even, you know, if the case was so good, why weren't they clamoring for the Democrats to release the video? They're actually screaming at Kevin McCarthy for releasing exactly. it. I mean, who doesn't want transparency? Because I was told that when Joe Biden, this would be the most transparent administration in American history, which is bullshit, just like it was the most safe, secure election in American history, which, but also a, only a talking point, no actual evidence of other than them. We say it, therefore it must be, even if you have sort of first-time mass mail-in ballot. I mean, by any reasonable standard, it would clearly not be the case, but if we say it, it is therefore the gospel. Mainstream media will take it and run with it. Big tech will run with it. And if you say otherwise, you'll be censored, canceled, put down, oppressed. So to the average person, what they're seeing, if they're not willing to just sort of look at the last six years and say, right. okay, I don't believe anything anymore. Right. Like the conspiracy theorists are batting a thousand. You know, <laughs> how, how do we stop that? How do we continue to get it out and make sure that this happens? Well, we have to be relentless. We cannot give in, we cannot give up, we can never surrender. They are betting on the fact that the American public will bend. They are betting on the fact that defense attorneys, that journalists, that people in politics will give up and will say, hey, this just isn't worth it. The bite is too much, it's too long, the cost is too high. But they have grossly underestimated the will of the American citizen to be free. Don, the Constitution- Well, but we gotta be careful, because, you know, I'm gonna have to disagree with that, because I would have thought three years ago that you're 100% right. But we all lived through COVID, we all watched, and we watched a huge portion of the country just say, you know what, govern me harder, daddy. Right. Like, <laughs> no, but you know, I, you're so right. I, I mean, perhaps the scariest thing that I saw out of COVID was not the disease or what happened. It was the sheepishness of the American public to just go along to, you know, just trust me. Uh, now again, 
I, I have the benefit of having been on the wall, the fly on the wall for six years at Russia, Russia, Russia hoax as a, you know, let's call it the second biggest target of the entire full force of the Democrat Party and their associates in big tech and mainstream media. So maybe I get it, but man, a lot of us, even people on our side, sort of went along and were in fear and were like, you know, yes, oh, yes. you know, I, you know, if someone passes gas, I can still smell it, but the mask is saving me from my microvirus. <laughs> I'm like, I don't like, it does, doesn't right. check out. <laughs> right. Uh, and yet they still went along. So, you know, how do we get through that? Uh, I, I agree with your point, Don, and I think that your average freedom-loving American citizen views government from a viewpoint of skepticism. The founding fathers of this country said that uh, government is a necessary evil. It should be small, it should be limited, but power should ultimately rest with the people. Yep. Now, these other people that you're talking about who look at the government as a god, who look at the government as daddy, that's not the spirit of American exceptionalism that has made this country great. We have to depart from trusting in government, getting back to trusting in our citizenry and trusting in God and trusting in the founding documents that made this country great. How did you get involved uh, you know, in representing some of the, you know, the J6 prisoners? So um, I got a call uh, in February of 2021. I had a reputation back in New York for doing good criminal defense work. Long story short, I became a lawyer because my brother Anthony was wrongfully convicted of a crime he did not commit. Uh, I, went wow. to, I went to college and then law school in response to that travesty to hit my family. So when uh, Richard Barnett, who had his feet up on Speaker Pelosi's desk, uh, came calling, uh, I took the case on Ash Wednesday of 2021, got him out, and people said, hey, this guy's not so bad, and I sort of picked up steam uh, going forward from that point on. Julie, when, when, did, uh, when did you get involved in, in sort of all of this, and what, what sort of put up your hackles to, to, to take January on this 6, thing again? 2021. I thought it was the most absurd thing that I've ever yeah. seen. It's I like literally the first right unarmed away. insurrection in the history of the world. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I feel like, I, mean, I don't I'm, know, there's probably, not that I would condone any of this, but like, I was like, if you're really doing that, you're probably right. not showing up like that, right? Like, Well, I had a couple reactions. One was, after the year of 2020, lockdowns, race riots, a stolen election, you're all unprosecuted, by the way, right? Like, right. those are social right. justice warriors because, you know, nothing says looting a Gucci store like doing it in the name of social justice, right? I mean, because it, everyone needs sleds. You it, know, that that is it, equity somehow. I, I don't know how, but that's most, what I'm told, you know? It, it was one of the most turbulent years in American history. And so my thought was, if this is the worst that's happening, people climbing on scaffolding, breaking a few windows, the government is lucky that that's all that happened because of all of the trauma that was caused in 2020. And, and then watching it, and I saw people who I found out later were Jacob Chansley, they're in, you know, he's on the Senate gallery, and, and I tweeted out, I would pick him to run Congress than anybody else. Like, I, I just... Uh, by the way, the guy in the Viking helmet would do a much better job running America than Joe Biden, in all fairness. Like, you know, you don't, you don't have to, like, you are assume he knows right. nothing about running the government. Like, he, he still couldn't do worse. That's what I tweeted. I'm like, yeah. I'd pick that like, guy over me. I'll take my chances. I'll take my chances. Um, I so I just didn't have the same reaction. And I mean, we're talking overreaction by 95% of the right influencer. Yeah. The same thing that I saw in COVID. So anyway, I, it just didn't make sense to me, so I started following it. But what really caught my eye was what the government started doing right away, and that was seeking pretrial detention, meaning denying bail for nonviolent Coy Griffin, the Cowboys for Trump guy, yeah. who didn't even go inside the building, was ordered, denied bail, ordered to pretrial detention. So my first article was February 4th, 2021, and it was called America's Political Prisoners. And yeah. then- Well, you wrote a book way, about it, right? I did. Yes, 
Thank you. Tell us about it. Yes. So it really details the background leading up to January 6th, what happened on January 6th, and then the consequences of what the Department of Justice, DHS, FBI, local law enforcement have been doing to these people. Now almost 1,000 total criminal defendants with promises to bring that total to 2,000. It's still time. going, meaning like they had, I don't have them yet, but they're going to figure out someone else that was jaywalking. They just arrested someone again yesterday. It, how are these, explain sort of the conditions of how these people are, are being treated, Joe. Uh, like, I mean, you, you, you're representing a bunch of them. Uh, you've, you've probably spent time with more or at least heard the stories. You know, what, what, explain what they're going through. The conditions of confinement are egregious. They started at D.C. jail. We call it D.C. Guantanamo Bay or the D.C. Gulag. We held the jail accountable in court, and he started shipping them off to what we call the Gulag system in Virginia and other places. You have solitary confinement, which is captivity for more than 22 hours a day, absent meaningful human contact. And then you have what's described as prolonged solitary confinement, which is solitary for more than 15 days. Under the Mandela rules, the international gold standard for how you treat prisoners, that is by definition torture. Dick Durbin and everybody else who's a liberal in Congress has been Elizabeth Warren calling this torture for years. But January 6th, some of them were held for six, we'll nine months. We'll make an months. exception to it, right? We'll make an right. exception. Yeah. Because we'll make an exception. they're deporables. They're but I mean, think, they're and again, entitled. you would think, as left-leaning as the media would be, that if you're actually torturing Americans. Now, if we tortured a fucking terrorist right. abroad, people went to jail. Uh, you know, it, it, they use that to take down po political people. Like a, a guy that would blow a bill. You have people going to bat for Khalid Sheikh Mohammed and his treatment after taking down the World Trade Center. That's right. The but no one's willing to go to bat for these people that have been sitting in jail. Many of nonviolent offenders that have been treated by our own standards in an inhumane fashion. That if we were a third world banana republic, we'd be like, this is bullshit, and we're going to intervene. You know, Don, no one's been charged with insurrection, but that term has been used against January 6th for the specific purpose of creating a subconstitutional class of people. So you're an insurrectionist. You're not a human. You're not even an American. Therefore, we can torture you like a terrorist, and we can treat you like shit because the Constitution doesn't apply to you. Uh, so you have solitaire. You have sort of just the, the general denial of due process, right? I mean, how many of these people just haven't necessarily even been charged, but have just been held, and for how long? Because that's that's sort of a big part in all of these things. It's sort of that elimination of even due process. And I'm not saying, if someone did something violent, they gotta pay for it. But I also see some of the sentencing that's being put out there, and I'm like, guy got seven years for breaking a window? I'm like, I don't know, it seems insane. Right. It seems insane. They, now, they yeah. could break a window right. at, a, at a store, cause a billion dollars worth of damage, and people weren't even charged, let alone egregiously. That's right. Um, the sentences are egregious. The real villains here are the judges on the D.C. District Court. I mean, Joe knows this yeah. better than everyone. They just act as a rubber stamp for the department. The Department of Justice couldn't get away with any of this, but for the complicity of the judges on the court. So they are enabling this. They're violating their oath of office, which is to protect the right. rights of a defendant, especially due process and the presumption of innocence. Completely gone. See, I, know, I know a little bit about this because uh, let's just say the nonsense they've thrown at my family or business and so over the in the Southern District of New York, they're like, hey, why not go after Trump? We're going to fundraise off of it. Right. We're going to have either juries or judges that are 100% on our side. Like, right. there's no downside to persecuting your political enemies because you have a political climate that's so heavily weighted one way. There's like, there's literally no risk. Like, no. it's their, it's their fundraising campaign. 
and they know they probably win anyway, even if it's nonsense. And then you talk about what they actually won. You're like, that, that was it? You mean they did that for six years? It's like, and these people, you know, the cost, I mean, I imagine. It is, is, it is expensive to litigate in D.C. District Court. Correct. And in any federal court, uh, most of these people who I represent, most of these men come from low-income, middle-America type situations. They don't have a savings. They live paycheck to paycheck. Thank God for the American people who have given to our campaigns. We have crowdfunded like 90% of all of, all of our of funding our cases where, where because can, they can never can afford people it. Go to, where can people go to find that? Because I know, you know, I saw the stuff on... You know, the usual suspects, and then they shut you down because you're yeah. helping an insurrectionist. Like, right. wh where can people go to know that their money is actually going to help those people? Because So for my cases, you go to McBrideLawNYC.com, you look for the January 6th tab, and you can give to my clients there. Otherwise, you look for the gifts and goes. The gifts and goes that are out those there. Those are real, because so, I know They're real. Some, of the, some of the other companies doing that sort of, you know, let's call it charitable gifting, just cut these people off at, you know, you could have a hundred grand in the thing. Oh, we're sending back the money, not even giving you the money there. We're just, Go we're, we're just did canceling that. it. GoFundMe, Go I think, I, I definitely right. read that a couple right. times. They right? did that to Richard Barnett. He raised 300 grand and he returned all the money back to the people and said, you're screwed on this. Uh, have a nice day. So uh, Gifts and Go made their bones with, uh, with Kyle Rittenhouse. The world said, hey, don't, don't, don't let that guy raise money. They said we're principled, we believe in this country, we believe in God, we believe everybody should have a defense, therefore we're gonna stand by him. And they are the ones who are helping all January 6ers raise money. Thank God for them, God bless them. Julie, what, what is a path you know, to justice for these people look like? And maybe there's not even at this point because it's gone so far that they're, you know, they're so far past what would have been a reasonable so punishment, even, even for the, let's call it the worst offenders two years later. Uh, what does that look like, and is it even realistic? You know, what I told people when they first started reaching out to me in 2021, because no one was covering it, they had nowhere to turn, they were abandoned by their families, their neighbors, their churches, everyone that they relied, their support system was completely gone. Um, and I would tell them, the truth is going to come out. Because I covered Russiagate also, I knew that even though it would take time, that this would come out, I said it won't take as long as Russiagate, because what Russiagate didn't have was video. What we have for January 6th is video. If you had video of Christopher Steele and Glenn Simpson meeting with the oars, you know, if you had that video, people would have to come to terms with the reality of it. We didn't for that, right? But we have video here. We have body cam footage that shows police brutality. We have surveillance video that shows what happened inside and outside. And there are more documents that are coming out. What's happening in the trials is the revelations about numerous FBI informants who were run into groups like the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers months before January 6th. So all of this is irrefutable evidence. Um, so Russiagate took a lot more time. No one was held accountable, as you know better than anyone. That brought us to the acceleration of the weaponization of DOJ. Um, but the truth, I think, is gonna come quicker, more impactful, and be even more shocking um, to the American people than even what we found out about Russiagate. Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm hoping if anything comes out of this, the overreach, the flagrant, meaning there's almost nothing you can do for the, you still fight for them now, but the, you can't remedy right. much, but hopefully it forces a change in the system and the change perhaps the American people, the way they look at things, that their own people would be treated. I talk about this a lot, sort of like, hey, if they can do it to a guy like me with Russia, 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 like, who can't they do it to? But more importantly, who won't they do it to? Right. I, I at least have the ability to fight back, whether it's you know, financially, whether it's with a big platform, whether it's with you know friends in powerful places that can at least you know, 
help level the playing field against rather insurmountable you know, differences. But you know, for those people, we, we need to do a lot more. What does it look like for you, Joe? I mean, it, it, these guys, it, someone, nonviolent offender that's been held in solitary confinement or on the brink of or in and out of for two years, what, what does justice look like for that person? We have to continue to fight. Right now, justice for them is meaningful representation. It's knowing that people like you and people like Julie Kelly care. It's knowing that people from the American public are praying and are giving from the little that they, that they have to support these people. It's knowing that lawyers who actually care in court fighting for you, taking the hits, taking the public uh, criticism that comes along with it, dealing with judges and a government that hates them, standing up for you. At some point, uh, the dynamic will shift. At some point, society and history will look back at this at this time, and it'll look at, at this time as a, as a time where civil liberties were thrown out the window, and it'll say, who stood up? Who are the people? Who can be counted among you who stood up during that time? And it'll be the lawyers, and it'll be the people like you and Julie, and it'll be those guys who are currently rotting away in jail who will be the heroes and not the villains when this story is finished. Well, with that, I think what we're going to do is we're going to bring gonna on switch out. Yes. Ashley Wickhoff. Julie, thank you so much thank for being you. here. Guys, go check out her book, January 6th, How Democrats Used the Capitol Protest to Launch a War on Terror Against the Political Right, because that's what it was. And I, I look forward to it. Your social game is great, so keep it up, and we'll, we'll keep fighting. Thanks so much, Julie. Okay, guys, so now we're back. Uh, Julie Kelly had other stuff going on, and we wanted to talk uh, a little bit further about January 6th, and perhaps you know, the biggest moment for me on all of that, watching that, was what happened to your daughter, Mickey. This is Mickey Wickoff. She's Ashley Babbitt's uh, mother, the mother of the only person shot at January 6th and uh, murdered, murdered, in my opinion, and probably anyone else who has a brain and has seen the video, uh, in absolute insanity. Uh, I would say the most uninvestigated police shooting in the history of these shootings. Uh, Mickey, tell us a little bit about your story, what's gone on since then, the, the trials and tribulations, because uh, honestly, I, I can't even imagine how brutal that must be for you. It is brutal. Today is day 785 without a proper investigation into the murder of my daughter, into the death of Roseanne Boylan, Kevin Greeson, and Benjamin Phillips, which are, who are names that this American public, most American public doesn't know. Uh, Roseanne Boylan was beat to death by Officer Leela Morris from the Metropolitan Police Office. There's one of them of actually, they, they, someone was, a doctor was actually administering aid and that person was pulled off of the... To, to that was prevent. Ashley. There was a doctor administering aid to Ashley. He was thrown down the hallway and has recently been charged. But we do have uh, up to a dozen men in, in jail behind trying to save Roseanne Boylan. And uh, the police were beating her to death. And it's American citizens. It's a human obligation to try to prevent murder. And it doesn't matter if the perpetrator's wearing a uniform. But instead of being charged criminally, these people have been... Michael Byrd was put up at Andrews Air Force Base at the expense of, of the taxpayers' dollars and treated like a king. Leela Morris was... Um, was was taken to the Super Bowl and promoted. You know, Officer Bagshaw, who beat the shit out of Victoria White in the tunnel, uh, he was promoted. He was involved in an, in an off-duty shooting of an American citizen afterwards and was uh, was was not um, investigated for that. So the D.C. cesspool is absolutely a cover-up of so many things. You know, we have January 6th defendants sitting in jail de being denied their constitutional rights that they fought for. There are many, many, many veterans in there that fought for this country and had the absolute right to be there that day when the still-sitting president of the United States of America, Donald Trump, called Americans to the, to the Capitol, and they came two million strong. And so what we should be looking at is why the hell were they there? We know why they were there, you know, because we know that election was, I don't know if we can even say that on your show, but we know there were problems with the, the election. No, that's, that's what's nice about this show. Unlike anywhere else, we're going to let you 
say what you want. And well, you all want right, we all know you, why. We understand. Right. Trust me. I mean, actually, you know what? We don't understand. No. Because, like, I hope you know, I'm, ever the father, does. I'm a father. I have five young kids, and I, I couldn't even imagine. Well. I, I mean, I do love that you're out and fighting. Thank you. And trying to create a voice for your daughter, who's a veteran herself, who's been since vilified. And again, while someone to me that looked like borderline incompetent uh, with a firearm is treated as a great hero, like you know, like he, like he's on a SEAL team, I, it's it's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. But again, so few are willing to even have the conversation that it's just well, that's what's there, so it must be fact, and that's bullshit. It is, it is bullshit. And you know, Ashley was deployed four times. She was a, an an amazing, amazing woman, an amazing patriot. And this country lost a great woman that day. And we have jailed some of the best of us. You know, when you think about the people that showed up in D.C. that day, they were, those were the Americans that were willing to go stand up for you and for me and for Joe. I wasn't there, but I think, you know, for every person that was there, two million strong, there were there were 10 people at home that felt like they should have been there. Even in hindsight, even in hindsight, I would go know, knowing what, what happened. But, you know, there's nothing I could... Ashley Babbitt would tell you, don't be sad for her, be brave for her. So we do need to be brave for her and for everybody that's still suffering, for Roseanne's family and, and for Kevin and Benjamin and Officer Brian Signick, who I, we believe died as a result of neglect that day. But, you know, we do need to take this country back one, one step at a time. Be, be brave. Do what you can on a local level. On a, call somebody. Tell somebody. You know, whatever you feel like you could do as an American citizen, we need to stand up and take this country back. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, it's so much, uh, it's why I do this. Uh, you know, I promise you, it was a lot easier to be a real estate developer than to get crapped on by the left and called right. all, you know, every name in the book. And if I talk about things that are common sense, you're, you know, you're racist, you're homophobic, you're this, or somehow affecting climate change because everything that's <laughs> bad is, you know, climate change or racism, like nothing, nothing else. Uh, you know, I, I know actually one of the members of my team, uh, actually production team on this thing, uh, is working on it. A documentary called Due Process Denied, right? Uh, which obviously has to do with your daughter and, frankly, I, a lot of the other January 6th people who have been treated uh, in, in a way that I imagine no other American has ever been treated. I imagine if, if the parties or the races were reversed in your daughter's shooting, uh, people would be in jail for it, not, not canonized, Absolutely. Uh, not lifted up and made, made into a hero, Absolutely. Uh, despite, let's call it, uh, gun handling infractions on their record. It's like, oh no, he's good. You yeah, think not only gun handling infractions, but he has a prior excessive use of force issue that was covered up. When people come into that courtroom, they're charged by the day of the calendar, not their offenses. And so we're not claiming everybody there that day was a Boy Scout. We're claiming they deserve to be charged equitably and fairly and then be adjudicated as such. You know, we, we, we sit in on the voir dire process and watch the jury pool and what they're selecting from. These are 95% Biden voters. They hate us. A lot of them have been to anti Trump rallies, and they still, yeah. the, the judge guides them along in the process, too. They would gladly bastardize the law and the Constitution they, to, and they to achieve get their them. political ends. So, I mean, I, talk about that, Joe, because, again, you, you, you've probably seen more of it than anyone, and I, I imagine you and your friends have, so, have been exposed. So, Don, you know, when you think about January 6th, January 6th did not happen in the vacuum. Everybody who showed up to the Capitol that day was well aware of the two prior years of protests in this country. Cities were burnt down, there was attacks on cops all over the place, and there's a question. During that time, did the confines in what's acceptable political speech expand or contract? Obviously, it expanded. The permissible conduct, sometimes the occasional fracturing of a law for political purposes, expanded, obviously, when you had the vice president of the United States bailing people out in Minnesota. Yeah. January well, I, I remember the riots in New York. Where right. Like, well, 
this could actually be good to prevent COVID. I'm like, you mean mass gathering of maskless people is good under your guidance? Well, it's for social justice, it's like, no, like science, biology, virology, just stops being if it's for social justice, but only one way social justice, right. to the left. Right. If it was to the right, that's a problem. And all of a sudden, math gatherings are bad, and that's a super spreader event, and we, we've seen it all, right? It, that, that, John, Don, that is the truth. And there's no better example than people crossing the threshold of the Capitol building to peacefully protest inside, and a woman who is an Air Force veteran who's standing there at the door. There's violence happening around her. She goes up into the door frame. We don't know why she went up there. We know she was small. We know she had no criminal record. We know she was a good person. We know that she was unarmed. And maybe she just wanted to talk to the people on the other side of that door and said, hey, you know, let's everybody just calm this down. But what did they do? They executed her. They shot her in cold blood for the whole world to see, and nothing has been done about it. You know, when I think about Mickey, I think about the mother of Jesus. Jesus was, Jesus was crucified. Did his mother just sit around and do nothing about it? No, she helped, found it. she helped find the church. She did not take his death lying down. And Mickey is out here every day, rain, sleet, snow, and shine. She's in those courtrooms, she's on that freedom corner, and she is not going to give up because of what happened to her daughter. And that's how you take something that is horrible and you make it beautiful and you make it good. Yeah. Thank you. I, I saw, Mickey, wait, what they did to you, I guess on the anniversary of your daughter's Yep. Murder, I'll, yes. I'll call it that because that's what I think it is. Uh, I mean, they arrested you. They did. For and they, protesting they, inaction essentially on anything. And they arrested in, in me roughly. And really my protest consisted of laying a rose around the Capitol. And they had blocked the, the sidewalk off for us. The only place to walk was in the road when we when we crossed. When so they we, blocked we, the sidewalk off. You took the natural path. Yes. And then it's jaywalking basically, right? They'll, well, they'll arrest I, my, you for failure, jaywalking. Failure to obey and obstructing a roadway. And, but but the charges were never uh, officially filed. But Yeah, but it, it, remember, if you're a leftist protesting climate change, you can obstruct entire highways and yes. it's totally fine. And yes. again, you you can interrupt people from going to work, prevent doctors from getting in for surgeries. Uh, no problem. Right, right. Slight. And, and you was, think there's equal was, justice under the law? It no. was maybe three feet of a four-lane road, which which they blocked off four lanes. We would have been five minutes, you know, yeah, lay a rose and go. And they chose to block the street off for a half an hour, all four lanes, so they could, you know, arrest Well, I saw it. They, they did the same thing. It was all optics. But a couple weeks ago, around the State of the Union, you know, they put up the fence, like, no one cares. Like they're not even going to tune in to watch this imbecile, you know, give his State of the Union. Like they, they're not showing up to do this. They, Lauren Bopart it, said the best part of the speech was when it was over. So yeah, you know, yeah. yeah why? But, you know. but they, they put up that show of force. Make sure yes. you know, like that was okay. We'll call the National Guard in for that when Trump requests it. Nah, 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 we're just going to pretend that didn't happen. Because to me, again, in my personal opinion, they wanted it to happen. They wanted something to happen that they could weaponize against an entire class of people in this country. It's, it's entrapment. It's entrapment, old school entrapment. It's entrapment by a stop. But listen, when the President of the United States says, walk peacefully over to the Capitol and have your voices heard, and then people turn around and they look at Constitution and they look at Pennsylvania Avenue, and you have parade routes like the Giants and Yankees Super Bowls, the inference is those routes are there for people to walk it's over. It's literally designed for that purpose. And like, did you arrest people for going? Yeah. Come on. So w what is next? What do, you, what do you do now, Mickey? Do you, I mean, you, you keep fighting. You know, what, what's, there's no victory there. at this point, right? In, in my opinion, because we can't, can't bring back your daughter. But what, 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 do you, what would be your goal if you could accomplish something with everything that you're doing 
fighting out there for these people now? Well, we need an actual investigation into January 6th. And when we, I say justice for Ashley is justice for all because I believe my daughter is at the pinnacle of the crime of the century, which is a stolen election. And um, I know that Ashley would be standing with all these men behind bars. That's why I'm here. So I don't know what, I don't know what over will look like for me, but I guess I'll know when it happens. But I just want to, you know, Ashley went down swinging and I'm so proud to be her mother because she literally um, left hooked the man that broke the window before she went up into it. Sure and did. so Yeah, well, that's what people don't understand. Like, talk about that. I've, you know, I had uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene on, uh, on the show a couple weeks ago, and like she was talking about, like there's video of her actually pushing back someone that was probably acting a little bit more violently. I think she actually swung at him. The, one, of the, him. one of the protesters who was getting overly aggressive, like, and, and, and it makes so much sense now when you see half the cops, like, high-fiving people, opening the door from them. Now in the video that's coming out, I'm like, this wasn't going to be ever even a, a, a bashing of the cops. And I think most of them knew that based on their general actions. You don't, you don't open the door for someone or give them a high-five as they're walking by yes. uh, if you really think they're there to harm you. Right. And yet this officer acted differently. Well, only the, the one. And, you know, Ashley was well-versed well in the use of force continuum. If Michael Byrd would have given her a command, she would have complied. But he didn't even identify himself, which is step one in the use of force continuum. You ident identify yourself as a police officer. Oh, he's behind the door. And and broken, not, I mean, it was like right. shot he, through a piece of broken glass. Like, he, it wasn't even... Like he didn't even identify insane. himself as a person, you know, but, but what we need to do, um, what I think that would, would be justice for Ashley would just be um, to, it, I don't want to Google my daughter and see the only insurrectionist to be shot on January 6th. My daughter was not an insurrectionist. She was an amazing patriot. So for the world to know that would be part of my justice, part of it. I think, I think that's an important part. I hope. Listen, Joe, in, in your fight, obviously representing these guys, you know, what what can other people do? Obviously, you can donate, but are, are there ways for people to step in and, and help these guys? Are there other lawyers like yourself who've sort of taken in some of these cases? I mean, you know, you're a busy guy, but like, sure. how, how do we get these guys, try to get them the due process that, in my opinion, has been denied to them by their government? Right. Uh, you know, again, if I'm seeing nonviolent offenders that are in jail and hurry about even solitary confinement for a few hours, let alone a few years, it's a, it's a serious problem. A again, in a third world country, we would have people on their pulpits in Washington, D.C. yelling about people they've never seen, never heard of, because it's happening somewhere else. And yet it's happening in our backyards. Right. And if it can happen now, it can happen again. And it's only a matter of time until they're coming down for you. You saw, you know, the Christopher Ray. Oh, practicing Catholics are domestic terrorists. Concerned mothers at PTAs are, they're all, everyone's a domestic terrorist except the fucking domestic terrorists. Right. That's right. Uh, that's a problem. It is a problem. And uh, un until we collectively push back, it's going to continue. So, so how do we get more people, A, aware? Maybe hopefully this can make more people aware, but I imagine anyone watching me, might already you know, be aware. We're, we're already all on the FBI list. Congratulations, guys. You're, <laughs> you're in there with us. Right. But um, how do we get a resolution for these people? How do we get them out of these jails so they can tell their stories and tell the American people themselves just how mistreated they have been? So with regard to telling stories, you have documentaries like Due Process Denied. Yep. Um, that is uh, being made. It's a great documentary. Uh, when does that drop? 
It drops uh, sometime in the near future. I don't know the exact right. date. It's funded by Patriot Freedom Project. There are right. a lot of good organizations out there. Okay, so also go check out the Patriot Freedom Project. That are helping people, uh, helping families raise money, so on and so forth. So that you can look at those documentaries. You can create awareness that way. There's a, there are lots of lawyers now who are stepping up, who want to get into the fight. Encourage these lawyers. Encourage the members of your community to support them. Support them in your faith-based organizations. Support them at your places of work. Do not be afraid to speak out in the free marketplace of ideas. Yeah. Stop being afraid. Stand up for what is right. If you do that, the ripple effect will be great. If you continue to be afraid, if you continue to let them closet you, if you continue to let them put you in a psychological gulag, the war is lost. Your freedom of thought and the words that come out of your mouth matter. And that right. is how you they support They want us. you to be afraid. Of course they do. Make no mistake, whether it was COVID, whether it was this, all of it's that power grab. That's right. They want you, I mean, I've said it on this show almost probably every, like, we must become unafraid. We only do that by sticking together. That's right. Okay, again, well, they, can, they, can, they can take out my father. I used it in my speech. They can take out the most powerful man in America if, if he's the only go out there because they channel all their power, power, and they can make it happen. Right. Well, Imagine what if you're just a regular citizen. But if we all band together, that's a lot harder. But, uh, Joe, I want to talk about the January 6th committee because it seems that was established right, to protect the capital and security, but it became so much more bastardized than that and just a, you know, a, you know, a, a furtherance uh, of a witch hunt. Like, we didn't get them in January with Russia, 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 so let's make it that when that wasn't necessarily the stated purpose of it. Talk about that, uh, both from, you know, what you saw from a perspective of these prisoners, but also just from a perspective of the way law actually works and the insanity of it. Tell us what they didn't cover. They didn't cover the truth. The January 6th committee, first, or first and foremost, was a sham committee. And what yes. we mean by that is that it was illegally formed and illegally constituted. It did not have the requisite numbers of people from the opposition party to even legitimize. Wait, you mean Liz Cheney's not a legitimate Republican? And, 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 Adam, Adam, Adam crying Kinziger? <laughs> and he uh, donated know. to Michael Bird's Gifts and Go. I'm sure he did. The object was to target uh, former President Trump to uh, hold him out as the poster child for the quote-unquote insurrection that happened that day. They failed miserably in their goals, and they'll continue to fail miserably in that goal because it's just factually not true. That is not what happened. And they also went after people in Congress, people in the private industry, in the workplace, to accuse them of being involved in something that actually never happened so as to get banks to disenfranchise them, to get employers to, to leave them, and to yep. drain their bank accounts and to ruin their name in the marketplace. And the primary purpose with regard to affecting the January 6th cases currently being prosecuted by the Department of Justice was to poison the jury pool. Yep. If you yep. watched that for months, if you're a D.C. resident, the combination of the January 6th committee and Joe Biden giving a speech where he tells the world that MAGA Republicans are an extremist threat to society, 32 times. You can't yeah, get a fair trial. That's such an important point that's, that's overlooked, right? Because, you know, maybe you're not watching this stuff in your hometown in Iowa, but if you're a D.C. resident and this is going on and this is local news all day long, you have a totally partisan committee saying these things as though it's the gospel, right? right. You, had, you had Joe Biden say all these, you know, and Hillary and the Democrats, Trump's a traitor, he's working for Russia. You hear it a thousand times, eventually like, maybe there's something to it. Right. Now, in D.C., given the political leanings, it probably doesn't take all that much persuasion right. to get them to believe that. But, I mean, I, I never even thought of it that way, but, I mean, it makes total sense that that entire thing could be designed to sort of... It absolutely was. And, and get the result that they wanted to... The, 
Rittenhouse. They did it to Kyle Rittenhouse, right? When they were sending the media That's after right. The, right. the jury vans. Like, that and doesn't DC. happen. But if you intimidate the jury, maybe you turn that one guy to make sure that, you know, the pedophile that beat him or tried to beat him or killed that he shot, like, that's the victim, not, not the and guy DC that was going to get is killed. the victim. That's what you need to, how can you get a fair jury pool out of everybody that was named the victim? This actual city is named the victim. Like when Victoria White came and, and uh, she got in trouble for going to the Rayburn building and seeing her congressional members, it was because those were the people that she perpetrated her crime against. Victoria White weighs about 100 pounds. Nobody's scared of Victoria White. And, and to say that, you know, those are the people that she perpetrated her, her crimes against, so are, and the January um, 6th people, are the people that judge them are also named as victims of January 6th. So you cannot get a fair jury pull when you're calling the whole city victims. You know what I mean? Well, I didn't even, like, again, and I'm reasonably informed, right? I mean, I kind of do this. So it's like I didn't even realize that, and I never even thought of that point. So I think people have to understand that, you know, Joe, what, what can they do now? I mean, the committee is, I guess, kind of over. I don't even know. We need a new know, one. We need an actual but, investigation. How do you get... You know, closure on even that because yeah like now that you think about it like of course it was de designed to weaponize a jury pool of residents of DC to be able to get a result that you want to be able to justify bullshit but let's not only look we got the conviction it's like well you it's got like conviction 99% conviction that, like there's people in DC that would put those people in prison if they just because they were Republican they didn't even have to show up to January 6th right. be like, yeah, we're fine putting them in the gulags at this right. point and again it sounds conspiratorial someone will say oh you're crazy but and another thing that goes on in those courtrooms is everybody has a right to an ind independent trial. These men are being tried five and six people at a time with one jury, and they have to do things like sort through 20,000 text messages and keep track of who said what. They take some of the text messages yeah. so, out. They add so text the, and so the, 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 the guy that was totally uh, a, a tourist, and maybe there's one violent guy in there, but four other people could could be grouped and or yes. found guilty yes. for the same yeah. stuff because the jury's not going to take that. Yes. I mean, and we, like we've I been said, to enough juries to see that, yeah, probably not. Right. giving everything the most thought. No, because they can't. This is a rhetorical question and statement, but you and I are both New Yorkers, right? Yeah. And we were there uh, uh, when 9-11 happened. If we were sent out, if those guys lived and they were uh, being tried, and we were sent out in 2002 to be on that jury, would we give them a fair trial? Hell no. No way. You're not allowed to say that, but probably we, true. We, no, yeah, yeah, no yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't have. Of course, have. You, of course I, you wouldn't. Like, but, but again, I, I feel like there's more people batting for those that are still at Guantanamo Bay trying to get them freedom, trying to make sure they don't have the death penalty. They killed 3,000 Americans. Uh, then... Yeah, January 6th was the Jan biggest attack ever. Yeah. Oh, no, it was worse than... I've read it worse than Pearl Harbor and worse than 9-11. And like, Civil War. And, like, again, if you say that, you're not a serious person. You're not, you're not a serious person, and yet you know the media is going to give you coverage. You'll get invited on CNN. If you're an Adam Kinzinger, you can do that. You take that stance. You push it really hard, and you'll get a paid job at CNN because you couldn't get elected to like represent Michael your people Fanon. anymore. Michael Fanon's a joke. But, you know, American citizens need to know uh, just... This was the gun-toting populace of the United States of America that showed up that day in D.C. and nobody brought a gun. You know, yeah. so it was the most poorly planned. Yeah, I no, mean, there's people who really felt strongly about something and wanted to make their voice heard, which I think is a basic tenet of America and our First Amendment. Yes. Which, under these administration, under the new Democrat laws, under big tech, is on the table. Like, it's negotiable for them. Absolutely. Uh, and it's not for us, no, I don't think. No way. And, you know, that, that's why it's so important to engage. It's why we have to have these conversations. It's why, you know, so many of us at home that sit and watch this may agree with us 100%, but like, man, they're not going to say anything at school meetings. Like, yeah. We need to all sort of be willing to 
you know, get out of our comfort zone yes, a little we bit. Do. Whether it's run for office, and not even big office, like run for your school board. So they can't indoctrinate your children so that we don't have to try to undo so 20 important. years of programming, of bullshit, yeah. you know, in and out. Like, we need to all get involved. We've always taken this laissez-faire approach of, well, we're busy and we have jobs, while the other side's like, great, right. sit it out, I got this. And, you know, people that have no intention of having children are going to be on school boards deciding what to do with your children yep. and indoctrinating them. And, you know, you're not allowed to use the word grooming them anymore, but whether it's grooming them for certain purposes or others, grooming them in the eyes of what they want. You know, one person can make a difference. And that's just, that's not a hyperbolic statement. I'm not saying that to be nostalgic. Yeah. One person can make a difference. And when you look at the, the, the left, right, and you look at communists, they are highly organized. Yeah. They are militaristic. And the problem with our side of the aisle is people are not organized enough. The infighting should stop. The allegiances should be made according to who's best to run our country, who's best to run our local officials, our local offices, our school boards. Yep. And we need to go to political war against a opposition incursion that is trying to eviscerate the spirit yeah. of freedom in this great country. There is nothing they won't do. I've experienced it. Nothing like what you have, Mickey. Nothing like what you have. But, I, you know, I was probably the second biggest target of the Russia, Russia, right? And that was... You know, for treason, a crime punishable by death. Right. And I understand that I am not the upstanding man that Hunter Biden is. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I am not the good American citizen that he is, but, like, he's totally off limits. He can take from China, Russia, this. We're making trillion-dollar decisions in Ukraine right now, and maybe we're making those decisions because they have something that they're holding over the Bidens, and our media won't even ask the question. But I'm the terrible human being, so I get it to a smaller extent. But, again, if they can do it, what they did to your daughter and get away with it. They won't get if away with it. If they can do what they've done to us and get away with it, we have to wake up and understand just how far they're willing to take it. And we, we have to be engaged. We have to be involved. We can do that respectfully and peacefully, but we have to do it aggressively. You know, a man I look up to very much often says that the game is rigged. And you know what? We should change the game. Yeah. Or, you know, I, I talked about this in my speech at CPAC. It's, you know, hey, we want same day elections with paper ballots and ID, that's great. We can't get that until we win. We can't get that until we win enough power in the state legislatures, not just have a bunch of weak Republicans that are worried about being protested at their homes, worried about the social consequence that fold. Like, we can get that, but we have to win first. The only way we can actually win today is by playing the game on their turf. They have the advantage. They have laid that battlefield. They have weaponized COVID to do just that. They have the big tech you know, machine behind them. They have mainstream media behind them. They have trillion dollar industries behind them. But I truly believe for the first time in maybe American history, like the conservative side actually sort of has, like we're winning the battle of hearts and minds and logic and people are starting to see it. They're just afraid to go against it. So we need to become unafraid as we said earlier. We have to you know, get together. We have to be involved. We have to play the game on their terms till we win and then we can install rational policies that make sense for the future. Amen, Don. Well, right. I, I just want to say before before we go that I have faith in the American people because Americans not soil, it's a spirit. And the people that founded this country are made of, of 
tough stuff, and I think that that'll, that'll shine through. And, you know, the 14,000 hours of footage we weren't allowed to see, there is enough crowdsourced footage that American people have really risen to the occasion. Yes. And I think that, you know, that we're not going to have it. And also, just uh, until they murdered my daughter, I didn't realize the Capitol Police are not actually a police force or a separate arm of Congress, and they don't answer to FOIA, they're not transparent, and they don't have, they have no external review yeah. system. That doesn't shock me at all, No, but I think as, as a, I, I think that. that people should know that because I don't think as Americans, if we did know that, if more people knew that, we wouldn't put up with it. I just don't think that's so anti-American. Everybody has checks and balances except the Capitol Police, and they can behave however they want to. That's not okay. 100%. Thank you so much, Mickey. Now, Joe, you have the J6 footage, so I want you to get the hell off of this podcast <laughs> and start watching that shit, okay? Get, get going. You got let's, it, brother. You let's get to it. the truth. Let's get those people out, and let's get them to tell their story so America can finally see what actually happened, so we can actually get justice for those who need it. You got it done. Thank you both. Mickey, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Appreciate you. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you, and we love you. Well, guys, I hope you got a lot out of that. Uh, I think it was such an important conversation to have. Again, it's just sort of shocking that even mainstream conservative media just not even covering it, as though it didn't happen when one of their own and one of the biggest guys out there was breaking it. It's still like, man, it's still easier to go with the establishment take. Uh, truly disgusting. So uh, really glad we had that conversation. I'm going to follow up with Joe. We'll probably have him on here. Uh, honestly, I'm going to just have him call in as, as we get more information, as uh, we see some stuff happen. I think if we get some people exonerated because of this video, uh, it, it'll be a really big deal. And honestly, I think that's the, that's the starting point to go after some of these people uh, legally, uh, but, but aggressively, uh, who did this and knowingly did this or knowingly withheld information or falsified it or anything. I think that's so fundamental uh, and so critical to what we're doing. So I want to thank you guys for checking that out. I think for the guys who love and follow me on Locals, uh, head over there. I'm going to be taking questions live for a little while. It is Kimberly's birthday. Uh, I think she's turning 29 today, so I got to go uh, to the birthday party shortly. But I definitely want to get some of those uh, questions answered. And I also want to do final thanks to our sponsors, guys. Uh, again, if you're looking to diversify your portfolio, get into precious metals, hedge against inflation, uh, maybe hedge against the insanity that seems to be coming in the stock market over the last couple of days, and you want to get into gold and silver, go to donjuniorgold.com. That's my URL over at Gold Co. They can take you through all of those things. Again, if they're going to have the guts to support a show like this, uh, to say the stuff that I'm saying, uh, that's awesome, but let them know it's coming from me. So go to donjuniorgold.com. Find out for yourself, hear from them uh, what gold can do to their portfolio, how it can hedge against inflation, how it can hedge against, uh, you know, what is it, I guess close to like a thousand pound drop, maybe a little bit more uh, over the last two days in the, in the stock market that I saw. Uh, scary stuff. And I imagine with the stupidity of the people that have been put in positions of power, that's important. So go to donjuniorgold.com. And again, if you have a cell phone, okay, why don't you pick out a patriotic cell phone company? Go to Patriot Mobile. Use Don Jr. Uh, as an activation code. These are guys that give back to conservative causes. They show up to every conservative event I've ever been at. I see them there. They're putting their dollars into action, donating a portion of every dollar to support groups that fight for the First Amendment, the right to bear arms, 
the sanctity of life, protecting our brave uh, police and first responders. So again, you're going to have a cell phone. You could give it to AT&T or one of the woke major corporations who takes your hard-earned dollars and uses it to cancel like you know, conservative programming like OAN and Newsmax, as we've seen, literally seen in the last month. That's not pretend. So if you're going to have a cell phone, you can give your hard-earned dollars to those people canceling conservative channels, or you can go to patriotmobile.com slash Don Jr. Use the Don Jr. code for free activation and actually support companies who support you. To me, that's a no-brainer, but you know maybe it's going to take uh, more of what we've seen over the last few years to get people to wake up and actually start supporting conservative businesses, start seeking that out, stop supporting woke nonsense. Uh, that's the way we fight back, folks. That's the number one question I get asked. I'll get asked that on locals in a few. How do we fight back? It's like, how about stop literally weaponizing your enemies uh, by spending your dollars with people who actually like you, not those who hate you? Uh, that's how we fight back. 175 million Americans all do that. Uh, it's going to be a lot harder for them to cancel us. It's going to be a, a lot harder for them to eliminate us. And honestly, guys, if you haven't been watching, like, that's what they're trying to do. They're not pretending anymore. They're saying the quiet parts out loud. So go to DonJuniorGold.com if you're looking to diversify your portfolio. If you have a cell phone, go to PatriotMobile.com slash DonJunior. If you don't, maybe, you may be smarter than all of us, but I have a feeling you're going to have a cell phone. So go to Patriot Mobile. Use Don Jr. for free activation. Love you guys. I will see you. What day is today? It's Thursday. I'll see you on Monday uh, live at 6, and we'll have some fun. Be good, guys. Head over to Locals if you're over there on the platform, and I'm going to do a you know, half hour or so, uh, ask me anything. Be good, guys. We'll see you there.